Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman. Common problem for WWE superstars. Like, they never know how to react to the lights going off. Like, Undertaker made a career out of that. And the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. Why did no one who feuded with The Undertaker over all these years just bring a flashlight down to the room? <laughs> You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Can you imagine that, like, <laughs> shielding his eyes, like, hissing as he runs away or something? <laughs> like, some goth kid. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting edition of the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, joined by Ooh. my tag team partner, the rogue of wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman. I am your New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. How you doing this week, Newman? Joe, I'm fucking pumped. I got some news for you. Oh, you can't wait to hear it. Wait, nah. is it as is it more pumped than the intro that I just dropped, or...? Uh- I don't know. It's on par. I, I'm, I'm going to be biased because this is about my favorite pro wrestler of all time. Uh, as Johnny Mundo's true number one fan, uh, not Rick Martell or whoever the fuck he is, uh, Johnny Mundo is going to be appearing on some new TV shows. One of them is definitely confirmed. The other one is heavily rumored. Huh. The heavily rumored one and wrestling related is that Johnny Mundo is probably going to be appearing on New Japan soon. Holy shit. And I'm excited because that is full of dream matches. Like, Hold on, is that the rumored one you said or the confirmed that's, one? That's the rumor. The okay. confirmed one is that Johnny Mundo is going to be on the next season of Survivor. Oh, shit. Yeah. Haven't been, so, there hasn't been a pro wrestling Survivor, Survivor in like 10 years. Yeah, I haven't watched Survivor first in years. Time in... <laughs> that's kind of funny because I watched pieces of the, fin- of the finale last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So they're, the gimmick for this next season that they're doing is David versus Goliath. And it's the idea is that uh, the Davids are all people who have overcome adversity in their life, and then the Goliaths are all people who have had like natural advantages in life. <laughs> so and he's so, totally going to be on the Goliath. Oh yeah, he's he? he's on the Goliath team. It, he was one of the people who was like uh, interviewed on the trailer and everything. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. He's like, you know, I'm a multiple time world champion from all over the world. I've got millions of fans. Who wouldn't want to be me? Like. Oh my god! It was, a, it was like he was cutting a promo. It was so good. I cannot wait. Like I really hope he makes it as far as possible. Just I really, I'm interested to see how he does because mm-hmm. I think he's gonna do great at the challenges, right? Because like yeah, like one of those challenges are parkour kind of stuff. Yeah, like a to guy balance like him, and jump. I don't know how he couldn't fucking dominate everybody in those challenges. It's, like it's just gonna be how he does the the politics, right? Right, yeah, just to see how... Well, I, well, if he if he's super, super fucking amazing, he can pull... So I used to watch Survivor back in the old Survivor days. And there was this dude, I, Colby. I watched the first, like, five or so seasons, I want to say. Okay, well, then do you remember Do you remember the dude, Colby? And I think he was in the second season in Australia. I or think something, so. And he won, like, every fucking immunity challenge. So that, like, nobody could vote him out ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though, like, they all wanted to. It was like, <laughs> well, too bad, guys. I just keep winning every time. It's like... Maybe he could do that. <laughs> just it's like, well, I mean, you guys want to vote me out, but like, too bad. I'm just. I a feel like he dynamo. could do. I feel like he could do well. At, he seems like a a likable guy, so I feel like he can get along with people. Well, that's that's the 
likable only gets you so far in Survivor. You need to be shrewd, yeah. and I don't think oh, that yeah. he's that shrewd. Like he's a really nice guy. I think that's gonna like hurt him in the end, because somebody else is gonna be more like somebody else is gonna be the Miz. So, and fuck what him you're over. saying is we have to contact him, and we're gonna be his survivor advisors <laughs> yeah we look have... john we've watched multiple seasons we know what you have to do <laughs> we, we both watched survivor and your wrestling career we know how to help you <laughs> that's awesome did they say where it's gonna be or um i'm sure they did but i can't remember which fucking tropical island it is okay um but somewhere hey, somewhere a, nice. a shit ton of my shows just got canceled so i have some mm. free space on my dvr <laughs> Yeah, I'm. It's so weird. Like, I literally have not watched Survivor in fucking like probably a decade. Pretty so, much the same, yeah. So yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to come back for to root, root for Johnny Mundo. Yeah, like I I remember the first season just because I remember mm. Richard Hatch, who won it. He was a fucking weirdo. Holy shit! He, the, he would walk around naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. All right, Johnny, if you're listening, walk <laughs> around naked. It's a power move. It's a. Oh man, with him. If he did that, holy shit, everybody would just be completely ashamed of themselves. <laughs> like, it, he is so fucking ripped. Can you even imagine any of the other dudes on that show? They're just be like, Jesus Christ, I look like shit. I, like, I've got to look up. Is he, like, one of the only famous guys, or? um, I don't know. The only other person that I remember giving, like, an interview from the, like, two-minute trailer on the Goliath side was, like, some chick who just was like a Yale MBA like I did all my education stuff really fast oh, so okay, she wasn't okay. famous so I, I don't know if there's going to be any other famous people yeah holy shit I just looked it up that's going to be so this season that he's going to be on is 37 seasons of Survivor wow holy shit that show just keeps fucking going wait is that hold on I have a hard time believing that I'm wondering <laughs> I need to I'm wondering if this is like a favor to Mark Burnett because Hold wasn't on. he one of the producers for Lucha Underground? Oh, you're right. Shit, I forgot about that. And he's I know Mark Burnett's definitely one of the Survivor guys. Yes, he's definitely a Survivor guys. I think he contributes to produce. Uh, he's not like the main producer, but he's like one of the side producers of Lucha. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Lucha 2, that's going to be coming back really soon. I think June 13th. Is the debut of season four. You're right. Yeah. So, fuck yeah. On all accounts, Johnny Mundo is going to be coming to Survivor. Lucha Underground is going to be coming back. Probably going to be in uh, New okay. Japan. Ugh. It is the 37th season. I'm mm-hmm. just thinking, I was like, there's no way it's been on for 37 years, but they've done some double years. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. guess they do like a fall and a spring. Kind of, like yeah. That. Summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of those. That makes Break sense. Ups. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, I was definitely around when that premiered. <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, yeah, Johnny Mundo probably going to also be appearing in New Japan, which is going to be exciting. Because also in New Japan, it's too late for him to be in this, uh, the best of the Super Juniors. Yeah. Which is going on right now. But, you know, maybe he'll show up in the G1 Climax. That's possible. They love throwing in those uh, outsiders just mm-hmm. to spice it up. So I'd, I'd be excited as fuck to see that. Which, uh, speaking of the best of the Super Juniors, it's been pretty exciting so far, gotta say. Yeah, I've caught a uh, couple highlights of the matches so mm. far. Is there anybody who's impressing you, in particular? Um, who's 
what have been some of the matches so far? Um, well, a lot of guys have fought a lot of guys, but, but uh, one of the I was gonna say one of the ones that I guess stood out for me that I really thought was a great because one of the guys that's been standing out to me so far in this tournament has been Yo from Rapongi 3K. I don't think I, I saw any of his highlights. I say because he he's had a match with Bushi and with Tiger Mask, and I'm not sure if he's fought anybody else yet. And he he lost to Tiger Mask and he beat Bushi, but like it was really awesome actually. Like his match with Bushi, I thought was really good. And he pulled out this move. I don't know if he's ever done it before, but he calls it the five star clutch, and it's like this really great kind of pinning combination mm-hmm. that he can snap on people. And it it was like really excellent, where he just pulled that out of nowhere, got the pin on Bushi. And then afterwards, like, he lost to Tiger Mask, but Tiger Mask put him over huge afterwards in, like, the interview that they had. So, I don't know. I've been, Yo's been impressing me, and also El Desperado from uh, Taguchi. Or not, not Taguchi, uh, I think I've seen his, some of his highlights. Yeah, he's, let's see, he had a match with um, Taguchi, and he had a match with uh, Hiromu, I think, Takahashi. I think he stole the win off of Hiromu, and that was, like, a big, yes, I, big deal. Yeah, it was that match. I saw the t- mm. it was Takahashi, yeah, yeah. Which that's still my pick. I feel like Karamu could win this thing, and I really kind of want him to. This has been, from what I gather, from what I'm reading about it and stuff, one of the first years that people aren't actually like. There's the like you think Takahashi's going to take it. Mm-hmm. This is one of the first years that people aren't actually sure that from the beginning of who's going to take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because there's a lot of guys. I feel like that. Well. All right, so there's this new guy, um, Bone Soldier, Taiji Ishimori, in A Block. And I feel very confident that he's going to win A Block and then get into the finals, but then probably lose the finals. Because I think it's just Mm. way too early for him to win the whole tournament. But they definitely clearly want to put him over pretty strong, since his first match in in this whole Super Juniors tournament was against Osprey, and he beat him. Oh, wow. So it's like, all right, if you just beat the champion in the first match, like you're probably going to beat most of the people in your block. Um, so I feel like it's going to be him. And then from the other block, we've got, cause like, that's the other block. We've got a lot of big contenders. Cause like Kushida, I could definitely see winning this to like continue the feud with Osprey. I could see Marty Skrull potentially winning this. Well, I don't know. Probably not Skrull because then he would be going against Ishibori in the finals. And I don't see that happening. Um, but like, let's see. Uh, like I said, Takahashi, Hiromu could definitely win this. Um, who else would be a good contender out of this? Because, uh, I mean, obviously, I, mean, I, guess, I guess if you went back over to A Block, like, Osprey could probably still win this. Like, I could see that happening. I don't think he needs to win it, though. He's still flying pretty high off of uh, mm-hmm. the... What did he win? The, he won the New Japan Cup, right? Yeah. The, the only way that I feel like it would be a good idea for him to win is if the finals were him and Kushida again. If it was sort of like the final rubber match between these guys, because like he just recently had the match where he beat Kushida to prove that like, hey, it wasn't a fluke that I beat you the first time. But then if he beat him this third time, then it would be really like, all right, I've really proved that I am better than you. And what a better time to do it at the best of the Super Juniors. Yeah. So maybe that, but I feel more confident that it's going to be something like Ishimori versus Takahashi, which I feel like would be a better move. Yeah. So let's see, we have A Block, Tiger Mask, Flip Gordon, uh, Ishimori, Will Ospreay, Kanemaru, ACH, Yo, and Bushi. 
And then Block B, we have Dragon Lee, Desperado Show, Chris Saban. Ah, oh, Chris Saban. I saw his. Mm. He had a really good match. Yeah, he had a great match with um, Kushida. Yeah, Takahashi, Kushida, Marty Skrull, and Taguchi. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't see Chris Saban winning it, but, like, I don't know. I've been really impressed with him so far, too. Like, he's been I think great. he could be. What's nice about New Japan tournaments is you don't have to win to get over in them. Mm-hmm. Like, he can just have a good showing, and he'll do fine. Yeah, well, the thing that I, it's nice that New Japan does that I feel like WWE could just take some lessons from is that, like, New Japan just doesn't do stupid shit the fuck over their talents. Like, mm-hmm. if you're just not, if you just don't have anything good for them, just don't put them on the show yet. Like, just wait until there's something good and then do something good with them. And that, that something good doesn't always necessarily mean that they have to win, right? Like you're saying. Yeah. You can have, like, a really strong show again at a tournament, have some really great matches, and, you know, continue to get over a lot of times, uh, I don't know about the Super Juniors or um, the New Japan Cup, but a lot of times for New Japan in the G1, it's not the winner that gets the most over. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes the losers that just had really great matches the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like in like for example, if we were talking about Chris Saban here, like I I've, I've been really feeling the fire from him a lot in this tournament, and him getting like really close but then losing could be like a really great story. Yeah. Yeah. And it could lead to it could lead to um like a rush towards the end where he's going to make it, but it could also be that he just doesn't win it and that's fine. Mhm. Yeah. And then hell like even individual matches like I'm really looking forward to him versus Yo at some mm-hmm. point because or which is he in the block with Yo or Show? He's in a show. He's in a show cuz they're both tag team specialists. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, the two tag team specialists, like, let's see who can pull out the singles win. Like, there's so many interesting little stories in these tournaments. I mean, him against any of the other guys, him against Dragon Lee, him against Marty Skrull. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Dragon Lee, that's another guy I could see maybe being, like, a surprise win here. Because, mm-hmm. like, he's doing well so far. I think he's got two wins, if I remember correctly. Um but yeah, like he's he's been having a pretty good showing. I could see that. Could Kushida? It looks like Kushida won two times before. I wonder if they have him do a three-peat, kind of. Yeah, and this would be the first time. I think they were mentioning if he wins, this would be the first time that somebody's won back to back. Ooh. So yeah, that would really be. I mean that that's a whole other thing too, right? Is like New Japan is so apt for these really long-term booking things. That, like, you know, Kushida very easily could win if they wanted to have that be a big part of his character, right? Is it, like, full, even more so establishing him as, like, the ace of the Super Juniors? Mm-hmm. Like, the ace of the junior division. Because, like, I really feel like that is essentially his character, right? Is he's, like, Tanahashi, but, like, smaller. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's really true, actually, now that I really think about that. Yeah, like, he's just this very Japanese, like, white meat baby face. And, like, his character is that he's just kind of been, like, the the top reliable guy in his division. So, yeah, I could see that. But, anyway, moving over to some other news. Joe, did you hear about what's happening to SmackDown? Yes. Um, it is getting... Bought by Fox. Yeah, bought out by Fox and moving to uh, potentially moving to Friday nights. 
I hear. Friday night's live. Friday night's live. That is going to be an interesting schedule. And then what was it? A... We'll probably have to adjust our recording schedule. Yeah, that's true. Holy shit. God damn you, Fox. <laughs> well, we've at least got until the fall. I think that's they're not true. making the switch over until the fall. Mm-hmm. And that by that point, I'll be set up in the new place. So th- this could be okay. It's all it's all working out. Yeah. They can't stop us. Even if you move to Fox, <laughs> we'll still cover your show and we'll talk shit about it when it's bad. Yeah, it is. All right. A billion dollars for five years. Wow. That is crazy. A billion dollars. You know, I I've been hearing some kind of thoughts that like with SmackDown moving over to Fox and some of the other things like that, like SmackDown might kind of end up becoming the A show. It has to at this point, right? Like, it's probably it's gonna have more rights. Um, I don't know about rights fees per year, mm-hmm. but overall, I think it's gonna have more rights fees than Raw. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Raw doesn't come close to a billion dollars in five years. I'll have to check that. But if not, Fox has a much bigger audience than. USA. Yeah, it's like a much bigger network. Yeah. Well, it is it's a it's a network. Yeah. It's instead of being a cable network like it's mm-hmm. if people can still use antennas, they can get Fox like. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's a lot of folks. And then plus um, with I mean, honestly too like between the rosters, like SmackDown's just got such a better roster. Uh 2 hours is so much more palatable than 3. You've got the WWE Championship instead of the lame-ass Universal title that's not even on the show half the time. I mean, and just think about uh, the lead-in. Like, you have Thursday Night Football, I think, is going to be on Fox. So they can be hyping up, hey, tomorrow night, watch SmackDown. Yep, exactly. There you go. More crossover audience potential. Which, uh, speaking of crossover and to SmackDown... There been a little bit of a plant for a storyline potentially that maybe uh, TJP is going to try and move over to SmackDown. Ooh. What, are your, what are your thoughts on that? I like it because I think he deserves it. He's worked his ass off in the Cruiserweight division for how many years now, it feels like? Mm-hmm. I mean, since the beginning. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'd be interested. You know what? I As long as I, in my opinion, as long as he maintains like a heel character... I think that's going to be a lot more important moving forward because he's. I feel like he's just been a lot better in those mm-hmm. heel roles. Like he he comes across as just like a lot more engaging and more fun to watch, especially when he was like when he was Neville's sidekick. I thought that was his best work. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they're going to try and like pair him up with somebody, or maybe if that would be the best move is to try and well, pair him up with somebody. Well, if he goes to SmackDown, he could just be a singles person, and I think he would do okay. Yeah. Yeah, because like I would love to see him against like Daniel Bryan, maybe against like some Ty Dillinger. Um, let's see who would be some other good opponents for him over on SmackDown. Because like he's probably, he's probably not going to be against the top guys. Because like I'd like to see him against guys like AJ and uh, Shinsuke. Ooh, yeah. Because actually, I'm trying to remember. Doesn't weren't he and Shinsuke like in the same young boy class in New Japan? They are at least at the dojo at the same time. Or yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe they were at the dojo at the same time. That's what I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. You're right. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if there was they're in the same class or something like that. But I at least know they crossed at the dojo. 
This is why I never question my wrestling guru. <laughs> he always knows better. <laughs> yeah, so that they can play on like some history there. Um, yeah, I'd like to see it. Just like change it up, right? Mm-hmm. And you can like you can cycle guys, right? Like, mm-hmm. look at two hundred five live as almost like another developmental system, kind of. Actually, you know what? That's a good point, right? Because like it could be. Or, you know, just even all the different shows. I feel like there should just be a lot more mobility. Because, uh, actually, you know what? On that point, didn't, um, who was it? Was it The Revival? And somebody else, I think, Tyler Breeze. Breeze. recently did up a, an NXT show, right? Yep. Well, an NXT house show, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, the crowd must have loved that, right? Like, yeah, they're I'm ready sure. for the NXT roster. And then two of the all-time favorite, like, I mean, The Revival and Tyler Breeze, two all-time favorite acts from NXT come back. That's going to be huge for your NXT business. Remember when Tyler Breeze had a match against Jushin Thunder Liger? Holy shit, I forgot about that. Remember when they let Tyler Breeze like be a fucking legitimate wrestler? Do you what? ever think like do you think if he he's doing like some random tag team match on a house show, he's just thinking about that match like, "Hey, remember when I wrestled Jushin Thunder Liger?" I mean, he's got to from time to time, right? Like, yeah. in between, like, counting his giant stacks of money, he's like, <laughs> hey, man, you know what? It'd be really great if they took me serious as a wrestler. Oh, well. <laughs> Just laugh all the way to the bank. <laughs> but, like, it, I don't know. It's just, it it feels weird because it's like, all right, we've, we've found now that we've, because, all right, before, Tyler Breeze, I thought was an interesting character, but there were definitely a lot more overall limitations to it. Mm-hmm. then like i feel like this fashion police gimmick has a lot more just general fun legs to it so like okay that's good we've evolved the character but like uh-huh. why did we sacrifice the wrestler along the way like can't he just also be a great wrestler it's weird it's almost like as if they think the two can't like coincide well it's like it's, it's i guess it's just like part of wwe's like universe and storytelling structure right is like it's always there's like these like different archetypes in WWE. You you're always like something. You're either like an ass kicker or you're like a crazy person or like a loser or a weirdo. Like it's it's very rare for some reason for people to be more than one thing. Yeah. And so or, then it's like yeah. all right, well if if you're if you've got like too much of a gimmick then you can't be an ass kicker cuz like all of the real ass kickers don't really have gimmicks. Their gimmick is that they're an ass kicker. Present day, yes. Like, what is Roman Reigns' gimmick? Oh, that's just that he's an ass kicker. Yeah, like he's just lone wolf ass kicker. Well, actually, you know what? Really, if if we're being really honest and we want to look at him and what his gimmick is, his gimmick is that he was in the Shield. Yeah, that's his gimmick. And oh, and that he tries to step up to people, but then when he fails, he makes excuses. That's that too, as pointed out by both Samoa Joe and New Jersey Joe. All of the Joes know, bitch, you suck. And you turn. Actually, on the whole subject of turning heel, did you see some of the things where he was talking about, like, if you want me to turn heel, just put me in the ring with Daniel Bryan? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing. Like, I was just, I saw that and I was like, well, there you go. There's your fucking WrestleMania 35 main event. If you want it to be, put heel Roman against face Dana Bryan. That would work. 
that would be a fucking big match. Because, like, you know what? There's actually a lot of legitimate reason for Roman Reigns to hate Daniel Bryan. And it's not just because, like, oh, well, he's the biggest babyface now. But it's because he was the biggest babyface at the time that they decided to make Roman Reigns the big babyface. And because Daniel Bryan was so fucking over, that was a very significant part of the reason as to why the Roman Reigns push failed. Is because we all wanted Daniel Bryan instead. Yes. And so then even now it still fucking haunts him. So honestly, like, wouldn't that be a really good reason for him in character to turn heel? Yes. It's because he just hates this guy that the audience always loves more than him. Yeah, I mean, he could say, like, that was supposed to be my time. Like, mm-hmm. the company didn't want you, they wanted me, but then the fans turned on me. Yep. Yeah, it was like, you know, they booed me when I won the Royal Rumble because I wasn't you. And then when you got a match afterwards to try and get my spot at WrestleMania and I beat you for it, they still booed me. It's like, I hate you, Daniel Bryan. You ruined my life. <laughs> I'm just and imagining, I, like, I journaled did you about get to go emo? Yeah, I wrote about it in my journal. <laughs> And then when I cry, I go like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it comes from. Yeah, that's how he cries at night. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Daniel Bryan. <laughs> My neighbors hate me. <laughs> Why do they just, like him? I just go out to the back deck and howl like a wolf. I, I just howl at the moon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. That would be t- that would work so fucking well. They honestly should do it, but uh, instead, I think what they're going to be trying to do, as far as heel turns, is it, does it does it seem very suspiciously like they're about to turn Nia Jax heel and align her with Stephanie McMahon? Possibly, because that's that's what I feel like is coming out of that whole weird contract signing with Ronda Rousey. It was that was such a weird contract signing. It was really bad, too. Like, just really bad acting on both Naya and Ronda's parts. I like, the, like, honestly, I think the only one good thing I can say about it is that at the end, there was this really good camera shot because it had Ronda's face on the left, Naya's face on the right, and then right between them in the background, you could see Stephanie's face, like, conspiring. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, wow. Good job on the camera to get the one perfect shot you need to build the feud in the video packages. <laughs> but uh, what a garbage segment to try and build this feud. Oh my god. It This whole feud, it started from a gar- garbage segment. Like, did you mm-hmm. see that video clip from the, was it the upfront or whatever they call it? <sighs> Woof, that was bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of lowered Charlotte's stock, too. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, it, like it lowered Charlotte's stock, like... And then Nia just comes over and is like, hey, I want to challenge you. And then Ronda's like, oh, man, I don't know if I should accept. Charlotte's like, do it, but do it, do it. Okay, fine, I'll do it. Yay, group hug. Let's all walk away like we're friends. What the fuck? Aren't these bitches fighting for championships? Ugh. And I, also, I like how Rhonda had the best... Um... Like, logic to it. She was like, I've only had one match, and I feel like there's more deserving <laughs> women. And they just glossed over that, and they were just like, no. Like, 
do you think that was actually written in there or was that just her legitimate reaction of just being like uh this doesn't make any sense <laughs> and then somebody off screen had to be like hey Rhonda, don't point out things that don't make sense like just don't waste you're your in, breath you're in the wwe now yeah, this isn't in... the ufc <laughs> nothing makes sense here <laughs> people who don't deserve title shots get them yeah like, Tyler Breeze fought Jushin Thunder Liger, and it was a great match, and now he just, you know, can't even get on TV most weeks. Actually, this week, all he did was job out to Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. Like That's, that's got to tell world. you where you are on the card, right, when you're jobbing out to those guys? When you're jobbing out to a group that's called, that's the, called B the B team, team, their entire gimmick is that they're losers. Yeah. That tells you where you are on the card. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey. Don't have to worry about where they are on the card, because being with Ronda, you're guaranteed a good spot. But, woof. As far as storyline goes, this is just weird. On Like, how does this make any sense for Nia? I'm like, not is, even sure. Like, is, is her character just supposed to be that she's, like, the dumbest, most easily manipulatable woman in the company, because um, like from, she was being manipulated by Alexa Bliss for a really long time, finally snapped out of it, but then immediately is now getting sucked in by Stephanie. It's like she has like two weeks of mental independence until someone else just seduces her. It's bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you make of this whole thing? I think it's rushed, and I I just don't see how you book your way out of this, because you don't want to ruin Nia yet, and you don't want to have Ronda lose yet. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this is going to be like a disqualification or something, right? Like, either Nia uses something illegal, count or like disqualification. Steph- yeah, or a countout, or like maybe Stephanie comes in and hits Ronda. Like, I could see that. Because, like, clearly, like, her inserting herself into this shit again, it's like, alright, I guess... Like, I feel like she's desperately trying to recreate Stone Cold and Mr. McMahon, right? Mm-hmm. By doing, like, Rhonda and Stephanie. It's like, ooh, I'm being like my dad, and you're gonna be my Stone Cold. Like, I feel like that's what she's trying to go for. Yeah. And it's weird. And it's weird. And I guess that she's, she's, well, she's like, oh, you know what? There you go. This is the missing piece in her brain and why this all makes sense. She figures, all right, well, then now I have to find The Rock. And, well, the closest thing we have to The Rock in the women's division is Nia because she's at least related to The Rock. So if I align myself with the other Samoan, then there you go. It's sure to work now. (laughs) Ugh. Yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it it makes about as much sense. Actually, you know, it it makes about as much sense as the the Lashley sisters segment with the uh, the men dressed up as women. Oh fuck! I totally forgot about that. I was like, before we started recording, I was like, we should talk about this, and then mm-hmm. totally forgot. Well, <laughs> what the fuck was that shit? Like Sammy, like. Poor Sammy. <laughs> he tried to make the best of it, but it was just so bad. Yeah, like, I, th- I thought he was doing a good job. It was just such a shittily put-together segment that, like, 
he's trying to do all he could with it. The only um, the only thing I was thinking about was like like do you think there'd be any potential to try and like make this into slightly longer heel gimmick and have like Sammy team up with the sisters and like they could even be called Sammy and the sisters and it's just I constantly a bunch no. of like trans no. Like, <laughs> just no no <laughs> like you know Michael from the office that scene no no oh, dear God, no you know what? if it was the attitude error it would probably happen <laughs> oh totally. He would have this uh, group of like transvestite men, or not transvestite, uh, like transgendered men. Yeah, no, transvestite. They they were just men dressed up as women. Yes, yes, right. You're correct. Yes, transvestite. Thank you. I work oh, with my. a gay guy. I'm up to date on all. <laughs> I'll have you know, I work with a gay man. <laughs> I am up to date with <laughs> up to date with all of the terminology. Well, I always think of Patton Oswalt has a bit where he's just like, I'm trying to be supportive, but you have too many acronyms. <laughs> yeah, totally. I feel that. <laughs> but yeah, Sammy and the sisters would be like a really weird, awful <laughs> heel God gimmick. That, I, I, don't, I don't know if it would work. I don't think it would work, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but. he was definitely trying to make it work. And then just Bobby's was so awkward, I felt like. Yeah. Well, it was just the- like. You're not gonna get to me, and then obviously it got to you. You attacked him, like yeah, and and the guys, like you attacked all four of those people. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. Like, well, also just like, what the fuck are they even doing with Bobby Lashley? I don't know. Like, why did they even bring him back if they're just not gonna do anything with him? Like, they count this as doing something with him, though. <sighs> like, if this had like some clear direction to go towards something else, then sure. But this just feels like it's so obviously placeholder. Like, I think you could have done this in such a better way. Like, kept the same things. Like, have them do a silly segment like this, right? But all you have to do is have Bobby, when he first comes out, just talk about, like, how he's going to play by the rules and, like, be this, like, have him be a goody two-shoes. And then have someone like Sammy that's going, I'm going to pull you to the dark side. Like, I, I see that there is a anger in you or something like that mm. and so i'm gonna do these things that test you and make makes you like want to do mm. become a heel basically yeah yeah you can totally say it's like you know i used to think like you right because he used to be yeah. such a baby face and it's like i'm gonna prove you wrong just like i was wrong mm-hmm. yeah actually that would be a way more interesting way for this feud to go than him trying to i don't even know like what is he even trying to do with the sisters i don't he could have actually brought out, bring out three girls that are faking to be his sisters, right? Like, yeah, because like at least then, like maybe the audience doesn't realize it for a minute or two, and then just have all you have to do is have them like drop online that shows that they don't actually like. Yeah, our last name is Flashley or something like that, and just <laughs> obviously mess up. Yeah, right, and then and then it clicks to the audience. Oh, they're they're not really Bobby's sisters, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, that went over about as well as the whole uh, thank you Roman chants with <laughs> Owens. That still just got booze. I fucking love that. <laughs> I saw someone, I forget who it was, someone tweeted, it was like, even Owens can't get Roman over. Like, it's just, it's not possible. Um, Jim Cornette was on Busted Open this week. And Bully Ray was asking him, how do you get Roman over? And Jim's like, well, you turn him heel and stuff like that. And Bully Ray's like, what if the boss says you can't turn him heel? And then Jim just goes, well, then I'm washing my hands of this. 
Yeah, you you tell the boss he's wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh, this all right. This is even fucking insane. Uh, I remember seeing a couple weeks ago, and I tweeted it out to other people. There was a fucking promo from with Roman Reigns back in NXT, and he was a heel. Yeah, and he cut and was- a really good heel promo because he's a heel. I know. I was just like watching that. I was like, what he's the a fuck? heel. Like he's he's good at it. Like. Outside of the fact that he's a failed babyface, he would be the best heel in the goddamn company. Well, just look at him, right? He looks like a heel. He looks like a heel. He he's, acts like a heel. He wrestles I, I'll like admit, a heel. he's a good-looking guy. He's in great shape. Mm-hmm. He has a cockiness to him. That's heel. That's not babyface. Yeah. And also, like, the way that he's been handled on top of all those natural gifts, too. He's been, like, pushed right to the top. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all sorts of shit like that. Like, it's it's really fucking bizarre. Because I'll at least admit that that's where the big difference between him and Cena is. Yeah, that was just, like, they were telling the same story for way too long and it wasn't good anymore. And they should have just adapted his character more. Mm-hmm. Although it would have been very interesting and fun to see him go heel. For sure. But like Roman, it's like he would just actually be a really good heel. Yeah. Because like Cena at least like started from the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. And and worked his way up. So then you can go, okay, I see why he won the title. Roman, it was just in the shield, wins title. Wait, what? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, well that was right because like with with Cena, he actually did get cheered as a singles guy. Until, like, they just did the program the same for too long, and then people got sick of it and started booing him. Both Roman Reigns, they never cheered him as a singles guy. They cheered him in the in the Shield as a tag team guy, as the cleanup guy, but then once he was on his own, people figured out what was going on pretty quick, and people were not cool with it. Like, from mm-hmm. what I can recollect, like, I, I don't remember him, like, ever getting cheered as a singles guy. No. I mean, maybe when the Shield first split up? Yeah, like, sure, maybe for the first couple of weeks when people were still just thinking him of him as the Shield guy. Yeah. As the Shield guy. It's the Shield guy! But then, like, you know, instead of him going into some sort of mid-card program to continue developing himself, and he just immediately started going right up for the top guys, and people were like, oh, yeah, well, here we go. Mm-hmm. And then people started turning on him because we knew what was going on, and we knew he wasn't ready. I mean, look at what happened with a guy like Seth Rollins the crowd has always liked. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just now hitting his highest peak so far. Yeah, and actually, to, to you know, bring Seth Rollins into this, too, like, people were fucking booing Reigns before even, like, the horrendous fucking feud that he did with Rollins and, like, the suffering succotash stuff, because that, I think, was, like, oh, the God, ultimate, yeah. like, there was no return after that. That was yeah. when they fucked it up to the point where it was like, all right, like, well, actually, you know, that was pretty close. The ultimate point of no return was the Royal Rumble win. That's what I'll say. The that second was, that Rumble was, win? <laughs> Wait, no, he's only right? won. He only won one, right? I thought he won two. Has he won two? No way. I think he's only won one. Hold on. I think he only won that one with The Rock. But, yeah, like this whole Suffering Sakatash feud with Seth Rollins, 
Like, that was such a bad era. But then even it was before that, because, like, he was still getting booed against Lesnar going into WrestleMania 31, which is the first time that he was going for... I'm, you're right. Yeah, he won it in 2015, and then didn't he come, like, wasn't he second? The year before place? that, I think. Yeah. Or the, I think it was the year or, after. Was it after or before? People thought he was going to win again, and then... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we thought he might win again, but then... Fuck, who did win that next year after that? Look, 2016. Up now. <laughs> Let's see, 2018 was Nakamura. 2017 was... 2016. Wait, 20... what? 2016 was Triple H. Oh, yeah. Eliminating Dean Ambrose. Okay, so maybe it was 2017? Well, whatever. Whatever year that he other almost won. Yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, he's. Yeah, he just needs to turn heel. Like every, it's so funny how it could like literally everybody is saying it now. It's not just like the yes. fucking people who've been saying it for years. It's like even Stone Cold is saying it. Jim Cornette, like everybody's just like, damn it, Vince. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. When you have everyone across generations like Jim Cornette agreeing with the current generation, like. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like it's just it's so fucking weird too, right? Because like he. The way that he runs his company and runs pushes, it's like with so many of these other guys, he barely even gives them a chance to do anything with their pushes. And if they don't get over, like, within two weeks, he's just like, well, fuck you, you're not getting any more chances. And then they're gone. But Roman Reigns gets, like, five years of chances, fails constantly, and just keeps getting more. And you have guys like Big Show was on Stone Cold's podcast this week, and he was talking about how he... He like is really concerned about uh, Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. He was like, "I hope they don't treat him like they treated me. Like they need to keep him special and like they need to keep him serious." And I was like, "You go, Big Show." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, you know what? Maybe they heard him because I think his match with uh, Finn Balor this week was really good. Yeah, really made him look like a fucking monster. Well, I think it's because Finn was on the other side and Braun is just really good. So. Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, I, I think both of these guys did a really great job. Mm. And I'd have to say, too, Finn did an excellent job of actually, like, selling and showing, like, just how strong Braun was, but then also showing, like, the, the I guess, like, somewhat believable times when, like, a smaller guy could get the upper hand on a big guy. Mm-hmm. Like, having those, like, you know, perfectly timed spots and stuff like that where, um, like, that one point where, like, Braun ran all the way around the ring. And then Finn caught him with that really good sling blade, like luring him into stuff. I thought it was an excellent match. Finn Balor was also mentioned by Big Show as being a good brother. Mm. He said he said Finn, uh, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson. Mm. The good brothers. Yep. So yeah, that was a great match. I also dug uh, Ziggler and Gable from this week. I thought that was a pretty mm-hmm. good match. Well, you knew that going in, right? Like, oh, two yeah. great amateur wrestlers. Yeah, it was one of those ones where, like, they were both coming out, and I was like, oh, wait, shit, holy shit, we're about to have a really good match. Yeah, <laughs> it's this... like a, an Olympic... Well, he went to the Olympics, right? Chad Gable. And then, like, mm-hmm. the guy that has the winningest record at Kent State, like... That is... I still can't believe that that's, like, an actual English word. Like, winningest just sounds like a fake word. <laughs> winningest what a fucking weird word uh, anyway. people wonder why uh, 
people have a hard time learning English. <laughs> like it, yeah. I don't. Need, I don't even get to have. I can't get started on the English language and its complexities. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about New Day and Miz TV. That was a great segment. That was. Um, I thought it brought a, like a new edge to the New Day because no one's talked about that. Mm-hmm. Like in storyline at least, and not really behind the scenes, I guess I would say, in terms of, um, uh, like, people like us, podcasts and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, people have just been like, the New Day is working, right? Yeah. Like, why break it up? And so Miz has been one of the first guys that's like, hey guys, like, you guys could be doing better, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, well, he's, like, just trying to sow discord, right? Like, that's his motive, but at the same time, it does serve that storyline purpose of showing us that little seed of like, well, hmm, could these guys do better? And I mean, I'd, I'd never want to see them break up. Like, I want to see them, st- like, even if we're going to have them try to do some single stuff, like, keep them together, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, well, because, like, all right, so, because here's my thing is, like, who out of this group, if you're going to have one of them break off and assumedly turn heel, then, like, who would do it? And, like, how would that be better than them being part of the New Day? I'm not sure. Because, like, I keep trying to think about it, and, like, in every scenario, I feel like it's better for them to stay together. Like, even if they're going to do more of, like, hey, we're each going to focus on singles rather than tag matches, but still stay together because they can still support each other. Like, I just, it feels like that makes infinitely more sense for their characters. Because, like, if you split up, then, like, all of a sudden, one of these guys... Like, I feel like if they turn one of these guys heel, they're just not going to be interesting anymore. Like, they're just going to be very, like, generic WWE, I'm angry, heel. Like, actually, the one I think would have the best chance if they wanted to do this would be Woods. Really? Because I was going to say Biggie. Because, like, with Biggie, we already kind of saw him do that character, right? Like, when he first came in, when he was, like, with Dolph Ziggler as his heavy... Mm-hmm. And it was like, eh, it was okay. Like, but I feel like he's just got a hundred times more personality as, like, you know, one of the new day guys as Big E. Uh, I think that it could be just they could do better writing this time around because, like, obviously he was new. They don't know his personality, so maybe now that we know how agile he is and stuff like that, they mm-hmm. could write him better as a big man. Yeah. Well, you know what, too, especially, uh, they haven't, I don't think they did it this last week, but, like, last couple months sometimes when they've been doing promos with him, sometimes he gets a little bit more serious with those promos, and he gets a little bit, like, he almost gets, like, his preacher voice on. You know what I'm talking about, like, when he has that sometimes? Yeah. When he gets a little more booming, and he gets a little more musical, and there's, but, but it's also kind of threatening, too, because it's, it's very aggressive. Like, maybe he could expand on that a little bit more. Like maybe That's start true. becoming like really oh. like righteous and angry, like he's gonna put and down the people that kept him down. Reverend Devon could come back. <laughs> Reverend E. Oh yeah, yeah. Reverend Devon could come back and like bless Big E or something, or Brother E instead of Big E. I don't know. Because yeah, that's that, that's like the typical WWE move, right? Is like take the big guy. Have him betray the little guys. 
and then go on and beat people up. That's true. It's a little cliche by this point. Because, like, you know what? Actually, you know what? Here, Here's actually maybe the best of both worlds. You have Biggie get frustrated and then act like he's going to turn on them. And then have Woods and Kofi be like, whoa, bro, like, ee, ee, why are you trying to turn on us? And he's like, well, I want to become, like, a great singles wrestler. And they're like, all right, cool, like, let's go do it, man. And he's like, oh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't need to, like, turn on you guys and abandon you. To, oh, my God, that would like, actually be No, great. like, it's fine. Like, let's just, let's do it, man. They could go through all the tropes. Yeah. Like, of oh my teams God. turning on each other. Oh, could you imagine, like, they, they may, like they're at a barbershop for some reason. <laughs> and, like. Someone goes to throw one of the other ones through the window. What's uh, <laughs> oh? What are what's some other good tag team oh turns? God. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, like uh, uh, evolution breaking up. And they like, turned on Randy. Where they like have Woods up on like Biggie's shoulders and have Kofi do like the thumbs down. Like, yeah. But oh turn it god. into something else. Or it could be at the barber shop, right? Like he's getting the haircut. He's like, I don't know, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs down and then throw somebody out the barbershop window. <laughs> uh, the Batista turn on Triple H where he accepts the SmackDown contract and puts his thumbs down. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. that You know what? That is legitimately fucking genius. New Day should break the fourth wall on tag team breakups. Yeah. The, I just I, I couldn't think of the details right now, but like I would just love to see like them making fun of all those like break up somehow no but that's that's totally the right idea because they're yeah. so like deadpool in that way that they constantly break the fourth wall and make fun of shit yeah oh my god yeah, like, so uh, they genius. made fun of they're like, hey kofi wait didn't you have a jamaican accent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's so genius <laughs> please if somebody is listening this is legitimately probably our one of our top five best idea we've we've ever had oh, it's definitely this is my my favorite idea. Holy shit. Good job, Joe. That, oh my god. Yes! Please. Please do this. Please don't actually break them up. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna be like George Costanza now. I'm, I'm leaving out on top. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm just gonna quit on top. That was my best idea. See you guys. I'm not gonna talk about uh, Nakamura challenging AJ Styles to a pillow fight. And then that turning into I a last man like. standing. Um, mm-hmm. I I really like that segment. Um, just because it didn't involve <laughs> a low blow. Yeah, finally, right? Like just to break up the monotony of it. <laughs> um, I was expecting that, but uh, yeah, they didn't they didn't do that. They didn't do a low blow. So yeah, I like that. I think I think Nakamura's heel character is definitely developing, and it's nice. And I thought that was like a really good and vicious smart way to tell that story right for like why he would challenge him for the last man standing match yeah because like he goes his, and yeah, like his beats finishing him down. move mm-hmm. has been deadly right like yep. puts so it him down for the count sense. and then just counts over him it's like showing that he can beat him in like you know arguably one of the more definitive ways to beat a guy and then be like all right that's my challenge bitch Although they're like, I'm really glad they did that in the end. But like, there was a small part of me when I was first watching it, and he just said the pillow fight, and I was like, "This has got to be a giant like troll move." Like, if they actually do this, there's no way they're doing this. But are the, they doing this? Or are they doing this? They can't do this. Are they doing well, this? Well, like the only thing that was making me think that they might do it is it's like, 
maybe they hate Nakamura for some reason, and they want to humiliate him, and so they're just making like a horrible stipulation for him to lose. But no, they they were like, nope, we're gonna do last man standing because that's a good stipulation, and uh, makes sense for this feud. Yes, but and we'll give... finally end it right. Like this has a last man standing match is pretty final. Yeah, I mean, like that's definitely got to be the last pay per view match, right? Like, because yeah. like if Nakamura wins, then AJ Styles is gonna get some sort of rematch, but maybe it'll just be on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Like, where do where do you think it on this one? Who takes it? Nakamura has to take it, right? Like, I've thought about this like mm-hmm. every which way from Sunday. And you you can't have Nakamura come out of this feud without the title and have it not hurt him in some way. Like, I know guys don't always win titles. And, I like, I know people can make arguments for why they, they don't and stuff like that. But this one is, like, this is Nakamura's first big main event. You want this guy to be strong. How does him not winning the title, like, not hurt him? Yeah, I mean, it would... Yeah, it would definitely hurt him. I feel like the only way you could kind of save him out of that if, and this would would be hard to make sure that it would work, but, like, either you would have to have him, like, be part of his character that, like, he just has this forever vendetta against AJ Styles as, like, the guy that he can't beat but he fucking hates, Uh and or shoot him into another really big hot feud with, like, maybe, say, Daniel Bryan and get him, like, a ton of heat from that. Like, I don't know. Those are my only thoughts, but even then... It's just a lot better, I think, to have him win the title and then move on from there. Yeah. Like, because if he has the title, then you could have, like, obviously Styles wants to go back after him. You have Daniel Bryan, who wants to go after the title. You've got Samoa Joe, who wants to go after the title. Like, you got a lot of folks. Yeah, you got a lot of guys. I think you have some guys on the edge, too, that you could, mm-hmm. um, whatchamacallit, like, build up to the title picture. Right. Because, like, let's see, I'm trying to remember, Orton, is he injured right now? He's just taking time off. He's just taking time off. Okay, so, yeah, he'll be yeah. back soon. Like, he could be in the title picture. You could build up uh, some other guys, like right, like we were talking about from the New Day. You could get Big E up in there. Mm-hmm. I would love to have Big E up in there. That'd be awesome. You could have Miz yeah, up in him, there. Get him up in there. Like, Miz has been building himself back up. Although, it's, I still think it would be a good idea to give him money in the bank, to be honest. Money in the bank, or get the uh, what's is it the U.S. title on SmackDown now? Yeah, what's the situation with Hardy? Is he injured or not? Not injured, I thought. I thought I heard he was like, or maybe just like minorly injured. I don't know, maybe not at all. Maybe I'm getting injuries mixed up at this point. I thought I heard somebody was injured though. They had a storyline injury for Cass. Or maybe that's what I'm thinking of, is because I think I maybe had heard some rumors that like people were worried that it might not just be a storyline as far as injury, or people aren't quite sure. Well, apparently there's heat on him for the the midget segment. Was it last week? Apparently he wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to get physical with the guy. Oh yeah, like a couple weeks ago with the Daniel Bryan midget. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Like, if you weren't going to get physical with him, then what was the fucking point? Or as physical or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's still. I think way, it was. I, don't know. I think it was just supposed to be like a big boot, and then okay. he ended up like hitting him with the big boot, and then like actually going after the guy, and so it was just like, 
when you don't listen to what your boss is telling you, you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> yep. And then you're going to make a <laughs> Daniel Bryan's going to make you look like a bitch on TV. Exactly. Yeah, like man, that was that was really good for Daniel Bryan though, at least. The yeah. other week when he put that on Cass and made him look like a bitch. Um but then and he yeah, had a good match here with Hardy. Yeah, he had a great match here with Jeff Hardy. And then now he's going to get a match with Samoa Joe. It's just like I feel three like they're trying to dream match after <laughs> they're trying to get as many dream matches out of him, right? To see if he breaks. Yeah. They're like, well, we don't know how long he's going to be around, so we better well, I mean, get him out now. You're putting him in with some physical guys there. Like, Cass isn't the smoothest, so he's going to get some potatoes. Mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy just doesn't care anymore, so he's going to get some potatoes. <laughs> Jeff Hardy should give a fuck. <laughs> well, people have said, like, I think it, who is it? Edge or Christian or somebody made the joke about Jeff, like, just not, maybe just not taking care of himself as much. And so then for, like, we're talking about, like, Swanton's back in the day. Like, yeah, you wouldn't even feel Jeff. And they're like, now, like, you feel all of Jeff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you just feel all of his fat ass just flop on you. <laughs> exactly. Well, he's not fat. Right? I shouldn't even say that. He, he's like CM Punk. He's got the skinny fat. Yeah, there you go. He's got skinny fat. Yeah. Your skinny fat ass. Oh, Cole Cabana had a great joke on his podcast this week. He's like, yeah, I have to get my suit out. You know, not for good reasons, though. <laughs> That's insane. Court Didn't that shit get, like, delayed or something? Like, yeah. That is such a fucking weird, ridiculous suit. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm pulling for punk. Oh, yeah, I think everybody is. Yeah. It's, ba- it's like, I don't, I don't understand how it's not freedom of speech, but whatever. <laughs> right, because it's like, all right. How many people are fucking basing their opinion? Like, how many meaningful people are basing their opinions of Doctor Aman off of that? Uh, like, obviously Zero. not that many. Like, he's Literally. still employed by the WWE. It's not Zero. like Zero because it's only Vince's opinion has that other matters. Clients. Yeah, like he's like all the wrestlers are still going to him. Right. Like, if Vince still cuts his check, then who fucking cares? Like, like it's so ridiculous. Cause it, it, like it's right. Like Punk talks about it just being like WWE's vengeance against him, and that's all it is. Mm. Like they have a way to get back at him, so they will. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just like the whole like yeah, you know, serving him his uh fucking papers on his wedding day. Like yeah. they knew. Like they're fucking petty bitches. Like we've we've said this a million times. WWE is an amazingly petty company. They're they're a high school girl. Yeah, like that's that's being nice. <laughs> Saying they're a high school girl. <laughs> oh, wait. Now I'm going to be sexist. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, they are a petulant child. There How we go. That? <laughs> Accurate and agendered. Save me. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you saved me with the tranny thing, right? So. <laughs> yeah. We're we got each other's backs. Alright. Trying to think, was there you any got... other big ones from this week? Oh yeah, speaking of people having each other's backs, uh Velveteen Dream decided to obviously oh. betray Ricochet. Yes. <laughs> nah, I think it was just a little misunderstanding. <laughs> really? Yeah. He he didn't realize who he's hitting, right? Yeah, he didn't just look right at him, pick him up, and then throw him on the ground. <laughs> nope. Little misunderstanding. It's all that happened. But yeah, that's, you know, it's really weird because I was actually really starting to dig their chemistry together. And mm-hmm. then that happened. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, of course, they're still going to be opponents. But 
that was a nice tease. Like I, there was a part of me that was like, I would, I would dig seeing them as like the reluctant tag team gimmick. Yeah. For a little bit, or maybe the like, maybe not quite to the level of Cesaro and Sheamus. Cause I don't know if I want them to be together that long, but like the sort of, at first we hate each other, but we've built like a mutual respect. So we kind of like each other now. Uh huh. But then that doesn't mean they need to stay together for a long time. But I don't know. It's like, I guess if it's working though, then they could be a tag team. Cause that's, that's uh, what I think. I, I would think love for, I think a feud between them is going to be nice. So, mm hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, it could, it could be both. Cause like the feud between them oh, could yeah. kick off them becoming a tag team. But yeah, I'd, I'd be down with either one. Cause like, I'm also just excited to see both of those guys as singles guys to do what they're going to do. Mm. Especially now with like, we've said it a couple times, Velveteen Dream, I think is really coming to his own as of late. Like last couple months, he's figured himself out. And then now like Ricochet being here, like that's fucking cool. Although, oh, and then we also had Johnny Gargano return, mm-hmm. and Tommaso Ciampa hit him off the apron into Candice, and she fell down on the ramp. And actually, the first sign of concern on Ciampa's face in this whole feud. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense, right? Because like, if he didn't have some level of like care for Candice, then he wouldn't have let her talk to him the other week. Like, he wouldn't have taken that shit. Ooh, I hadn't thought about that. So I like like that was part of the good humanizing aspect of it yeah you Um, can't be a complete monster right like you've got to have some well you have to have that humanity in you so that then like when you're a monster then it actually feels bad like there's something wrong because if you're just like like frankenstein's monster being a monster it's like well what the fuck else is he gonna be like (laughs) that's what you built him to be like Mm -hmm. he's just a big weird freak like he's not even a human but, like, a human who then becomes monstrous is, like, way more sympathetic and sad because you see that human inside. That's true. Because, like, I was actually thinking about this a lot recently. And I think there's a very distinct difference between just, like, the go-away heat and then real heel heat. And what the difference is is that with go-away heat, people are just doing annoying shit. And then people are just like, all right, well, boo, I just want you to stop doing this and I want you to go away. But real genuine heel heat... The way you get that is you actually make the audience like you on some level first, and then you betray them. Because mm-hmm. you hate people that at some point you actually had a good feeling towards, and then they betrayed that feeling way more than people who are just random people on the street or you're ambivalent towards, and then they do something douchey. Right? Like if somebody who's mm-hmm. just like a random person does something douchey to you, you might be upset about it for like a little bit then or the next day, but then like that, even the next day would be kind of stretching it. But, like, somebody who you know does something shitty to you, then, like, you're fucking mad about that shit maybe for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, that's the sh- that's where real heels are, is people who, like, you have to sneak into some people's heart and then you betray them. Like, it's this delicate art. Or, like, I guess on some level to do that without having to, like, do the whole heel turn is like you have to show them that there's some mm-hmm. level of you that like you have to show that there is humanity to you and that you've betrayed that on some level i think yeah yeah although another note i want to talk about with that segment i thought it was really weird and honestly bad writing to have candace and johnny not be on the same page because like with them coming out and True. doing the whole build and being like oh i don't know and then like he decides to change his mind it's like 
aren't you in like a fucking committed relationship with this woman? Like, didn't you talk about this? Like, I would have loved for it to have just been that like they're building, building up, and then he's like, it is damn worth it. And then she's like, yeah, I was in on it the whole time with it. Like, I believe it's worth it too, because you need to fight for what's right, and you can't let people dominate over you like this bully Champa. Like, I think that would have been a lot better than him like then betraying his wife. To decide to go fight this guy. <laughs> For no reason. Because he could have walked away. Yeah. Like, and he didn't. So he's just being an obstinate asshole. Like, That's I don't why know. you like, have to listen to your wife. I, well, you, you at least have to, like, because, alright, if they hadn't already talked about this ahead of time, but they said that that was, like, a thing. Like, in the promo, they said, it's like, we've talked about this a long time and we've come to a decision together. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, are you going to respect the decision that you came to with your wife? <laughs> I don't know. Just like, it was just bad. That's a, that's a bad marriage. Like this, don't, don't be encouraged by this kids. Like he's supposed to be a baby face, but that's bad marriage material. Like that's not good marriage habits. <laughs> like if they are, if you already talked about it with your wife and you decided, then you need to stick to that. You can't just be betraying her. To go fight some guy who wants to kill you. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Minor point. I'm sure it'll be, you know, I'll forget about it whatever soon. Because the rest <laughs> of that, sure. because the rest of this story <clears throat> between those guys has been really good. Yeah. So, like, this is a very minor thing for me to nitpick on. <laughs> you got to find something though, right? Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess it was one of those things where it's like I feel like WWE tries to be very image sensitive, right? And like their baby faces are supposed to be like ultra baby facey these days, because like they didn't used to be nearly as much. Like Stone Cold was like not a fucking like real baby face to emulate. He was the no. person that you live vicariously through. Yeah, it, like, you, he was the guy you wanted to be. Like I want to flip mm-hmm. off my boss and give him a stunner. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. It feels to me like at least they don't do that type of babyface anymore. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, this feud's been great. I can't wait to see the next part of it. Although I'm wondering, Definitely. like, how much longer can they go, right? Not like, too much longer. It's been so long. But... Yeah. Although I'm wondering, like, how does this... Um, do you think this ends with, like, basically being, like, the reverse before where it's, like, another leave loser leaves town match and this time now, like, Champ is the one that has to leave? I I wouldn't be a huge fan of that because it'd just be redundant. Unless Champa actually goes to. Well, yeah, no, I think then after that, if he lost, then Champa would actually leave, and then either go to the main roster or two hundred five yeah. live, like something like that. If they did that, I might be okay with it. Because <clears throat> I'm just thinking, like, I feel like this feud has to end with one of them going up to the main roster. And I feel like it actually is better to have Gargano stay in NXT because I feel like he's got more options. With, like, Candice being there and with him having, like, the whole quest for the NXT title still kind of unresolved. Mm-hmm. Like, that would still be great. Like, I'd love to see him go back after the NXT title. Yeah. So, that's that's kind of how I think it should end. And maybe, I don't know. I guess we'll see. That's the thing that's like should. that's the thing that I, that I love about like NXT and New Japan and some other things like that is like I can just so much more confidently just say, "Eh, we'll see." And that I have much more confidence that it like won't be dog shit. That and we'll be okay. That even if they don't do what I think they should do, they'll probably do something that's still pretty good. 
or even maybe better than I thought. But then the main roster is just like so dominated by Vince's insanity. Except NXT kind of escapes from that, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, Atami versus Tozawa was good. Yes, it was. <laughs> I mean, I hope they do a little bit more of that, but I guess I don't have much to say about that at this point. Um, ooh, one other thing I had. One last note for me for this week. Um, I loved, in the little promo between Shayna Baszler and Dakota Kai, when Shayna came in and she said this line, you know you don't stand a chance, right? Like... I loved that. I just loved that she was honest. And, like, I loved that they wrote her characters being honest enough to just go up to somebody and just, instead of trying to play the game of, like, everybody's supposed to be equals and stuff like that, which, like, usually makes sense, for this one to be reflective of the storyline and her be like, no, you know what? I'm not going to treat this person like she's a real competitor. I'm going to tell it like it is. And I'm going to tell her that you don't have a chance. <laughs> so, I liked that. I really dug it. Um, was there anything else for you this week? No, that's it for me. All right. We are shutting down, folks. <laughs> yeah, I feel shut down. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for us this week. Check back with us next week. And in the meantime, and in between time, check all of our social media and our Better Booking, better booking <laughs> Bureau, where we do alternate Raw. Yeah, check it out so that uh, after you watch re- Real Raw, WWE's Raw, and are disappointed, you can come look at ours and be like, man, it could have been so much better. <laughs> That's over at uh, Better Booking Bureau at WordPress.com. Uh, all the other social shit, like you said. And uh, we'll catch you all next time. Peace. <laughs>